0: Standard issue, a good omen's podfic, written by Entangled Now, and read by Job. Summary A moves faster than Crowley expected, and a conversation he's been putting off suddenly becomes very important. The sofa is barely big enough to contain them both, even with the help of a minor miracle or two. Crowley's not really thinking about that right now, since there's currently an angel enthusiastically squashing him into the cushions, strong hands tucked up under his shirt to press warm and eager against his bare skin. Which is something Crowley has never been optimistic enough to imagine, and is finding himself wholly unprepared for. Aziraphale tastes like tea, and the Belgian chocolate Crowley had brought him, and ever so slightly like static electricity. They've been kissing a lot lately, since the world didn't end, since the confession that maybe friends didn't quite describe the depth of feeling they had for one another. Honestly, that had already been so much more than Crowley ever thought he'd get to have, or that he thought thought Aziraphale would be comfortable with, at least for a few centuries. He feels like he spends half the time there together now in a state of hot, twisting anticipation, waiting for Aziraphale to look like he might be open to being kissed. The expression is new enough that he's not always certain, and if he's honest, that's a little exciting too. But this evening there had been chocolates and music, and Oziwafil had stolen Crowley's glass and pushed him into the sofa cushions with what was clearly intent. He's now pinning him down with the sort of focused enthusiasm that suggests Aziraphale has decided that this evening is the perfect time to make their relationship more obviously physical. At the rate his hands are working their way under Crowley's shirt, he intends more than kissing, so much more than kissing which Crowley is absolutely, completely, and 100% down for, if that's what a Aziraphale wants. Only, it does mean that an important discussion Crowley hadn't expected to have with the Angel for a long time has suddenly become a far more pressing issue. In fact, pressing issue becomes immediate necessity When O'Zerofiel's hands change course to his waist, thumbs tucking inside his jeans to slide across the naked skin beneath, in a way that makes Crowley's spine want to pleasantly fold itself in half. He's pretty sure he could do that, too, if he had a mind to. Crowley! Aziraphale barely pulls his mouth away. The long flare of his name still feels like a kiss. What do you like to... Would you like to come upstairs with me? Oh, Satan! Crowley's not prepared for this. Or at least he thought he'd have longer to prepare for this. He forces himself to catch Aziraphale's waist and, against the wishes of every greedy nerve in his body, he eases him back a little. So much, Angel. I have no idea how much I want to do that. Aziraphale looks impossibly pleased, his face lighting up at the answer, cheeks practically glowing. He leans in and kisses Crowley again. And Crowley is weak to exactly one angel, so he lets him slip through his hands and kisses back. As if he's forgotten how to do anything else. Really, why would he bother to do anything else now that he knows what this feels like? But no, this is a conversation that they can't skip. Zero fear. Crowley tears himself away from Aziraphale's mouth with great difficulty. There's something you should know before we... before we do anything. Aziraphale seems to realize this is important. His hands relax on Crowley's waist, fingers no longer pushing so intently under the waistband of his jeans. Crowley misses that instantly and kind of hates himself for the distraction away from the touching and kissing and promises of so much more. But it feels like a dick move, or in his case a dick's move, to keep going without being honest about this. He's fairly certain that a Aziraphale won't reject him for it, but he wants to warn him anyway. Look. I'm not exactly. I don't come with the standard issue equipment you might be expecting. He probably could have phrased it better than that. The angel just looks confused now. Crowley, I honestly don't mind which genitals you feel most comfortable using, or even if you'd rather abstain from making them entirely. I'm just happy to be intimate with you. You must know that. Which is reassuring, because honestly, crony feels the same. Yeah, I mean, that's good. That's good. I just thought you needed to know that I kind of have a bonus snake thing. If I go with a dick or dicks to be more accurate azirafir raises a curious eyebrow clearly taking that piece of information in but it's not a bad expression which means crowley's throat doesn't squeeze itself into an airless tube he forces himself to go on to try and explain it better To explain that he can't maintain the human version if he's not concentrating, or if he's desperate for it. As soon as he lets go, that stable single cock stops cooperating, and then slowly separates into two. Not the sort of thing you want to happen in the middle of sex without warning. The human one doesn't come naturally for me. Oh. I can make it look human if I'm not, uh, using it, but if I'm aroused, or if I'm not concentrating, or not fighting it at least, it reverts back to, well, the less human one. Two hemipenes, as fits of in a way, that he probably thinks is terribly helpful. Crawley grunts, rather than admit to it but finds himself reluctantly nodding anyway. I mean, I was just guessing what you were expecting. I don't know if you have a preference, but I'm happy to have a vagina instead, if that's what you'd rather. i only have one of those, that I know of anyway. That's how I usually do it, if there's humans involved. I mean, I've had dicks a few times, though I had to keep them hidden while I was being, you know, but it really doesn't bother me. Aziraphil has stretched out beside him; the hand that was previously so intent on pushing under his jeans now curled around his waist, thumb gently rubbing at the skin. Darling, you can't possibly think that there's anything about your body I could ever find upsetting. Anything that would make me want you less. Please don't give me something you think would please me if you're not comfortable with it. Crawley will not make petulant, frustrated noises, because it's just like a zeera fail to make it sound like he's fussing over nothing, when he's built this up into some huge thing in his head. Everything about you is beautiful to me, even the things you hide. Aziraphale's thumb gently follows the dip under his eye until his whole hand ends up curved around the side of his face. You are as unique as I am among them, and I never expected to pretend that we weren't. I want to make love to you. He smiles when Crowley's throat betrays him by making a different, softer noise. There's a difference. You've never seen me with any other eyes. You've got used to them. There's a difference between inhuman eyes and inhuman genitals, Aziraphale. Because, honestly... Now he's started, he feels duty-bound to finish. Then, at least, if the angel decides he doesn't fancy it later, he can't say that he wasn't properly warned. Is there, truly? Do you remember that neither of us are human, Crowley? When we're having sex like humans, I think the distinction matters, Crowley points out. Ignoring Aziraphale's amused mutter of, like humans, really, Crowley. People don't expect two cocks when they go to bed. Aziraphale raises an eyebrow. Both of you to assume I've never taken two before, he says smoothly. Crowley's brain does the equivalent of running headfirst into a brick wall, leaving him in white static for a long, stunned moment. And then he immediately has to picture that, has to picture Zerophil's naked body, all rounded softness and inviting warm skin, pinned between two strange men, their hands all over him, gripping roughly and desperately at his luscious curves and solid hips, spreading his buttocks and encouraging him to move, to rise on his knees those beautiful thighs flexing as he lifts and sinks between them, as they stretch his slick, perfect hole to its limit. The noises he'd make, overwhelmed and pained, ecstatic as they fucked into him. Crowley's immediately torn between unexpected jealousy and desperate, painful arousal. He tries to remember how to speak, how to make words come out of his mouth in some coherent way. Have you? He wheezes, not sure if he wants to know the answer or not. Elzeraphy raises an eyebrow and flatly refuses to answer the question, much to Crowley's frustration. I'm not as naive as you expect me to be, Crowley have experiences of a sexual nature. Crowley takes a moment to process that. He'd known, of course, that Aziraphale wasn't completely new to this, that the angel had to experience. Six thousand years is a long time to know someone, and Crowley's caught him having enough quiet moments with mortals that suggests he's known them biblically. Not many, but enough to masturbate over furiously. Enough to accept that the angel at least probably knew where everything went. And perhaps to worry that he might have expectations. I know that. I mean, I don't know, no, but I assume that you'd tried it out. He wasn't expecting to have to imagine the angel double-stuffed with cock today, granted. It's been a learning experience for both of them. You assume correctly, Zivafield says, with a quite unnecessary amount of smugness. He looks so ridiculously appealing like that, and Crowley wants to kiss him again. He feels a little more confident, pulling him down onto the sofa with him, the blanket slithering away entirely and hitting the floor as they kiss again. He registers the brief shivering shift of the world beneath him and finds he's now being pinned to an unfamiliar bed. But it smells like a zephyr, which makes him twist and push up in approval. Being dumped so unceremoniously into the bedroom turns intent into certainty, a fact which leaves his insides a hot ball of anticipation. Aziraphale steals his shirt and his jeans before he's even managed to undo a whole row of fiddly pearl buttons. This feels unfair. Crowley's already in his underwear, but Aziraphale is treadling him with only his waistcoat open, the rest of him disheveled, but very clearly still dressed. Aziraphale huffs a laugh and pulls Crowley's hands to his waist, encouraging him to untuck his shirt while he finishes the next row of buttons with a speedier familiarity. It would probably go faster if Crowley could stop kissing him, could stop sliding his hands and his mouth across every new expanse of skin, but he's wanted this for 6,000 years, and the sheer beautiful novelty of it is too much to resist, too overwhelming. He gets to press his mouth to bare skin, to track Aziraphale in and feel the warmth and the weight of him, the static flare of the divine under his tongue. This could go on for a while, and the angel seems in no rush to make him hurry. But eventually, and with a little help, he gets the Azirafield's shirts all the way off and his trousers down, and those lovely thighs are pressed up against his own, an angelic hands sliding into his pants, smoothing the bony edge of his hip before redirecting towards his cock pushing the material down to look at him. Crowley manages not to whimper at the way Aziraphale's hand wraps around his dick, almost possessively, and the visual of it is unexpectedly satisfying. So, are they set horizontally or vertically? Aziraphale asks curiously. "'Vertically would be easier, assuming you were comfortable using them simultaneously. "'With a little maneuvering, you could take me anally and vaginally at the same time, "'if you had no objection. "'Horizontally poses more of a problem, "'though if I'm laying on my side and you straddled my thigh. "'Oh, sweet fucking Satan!' Please stop talking, Crowley says desperately. He's not sure which is the greater danger here, of discorporating him with embarrassment or making a mess all over the angel's overly tempting thighs. Or um, if you were willing to spend a bit longer lubricating me, assuming they're not larger individually than this one as Eva feels warm hand tucks gently on his cock then pulls it out of his underwear entirely and crowley is fighting tooth and nail to keep it human-shaped for as long as possible i could accommodate both of them in one hole i'll leave which one to your preference if you don't stop planning out how you want to be taken going to come all over your thighs, Crowley wants him, because that's definitely a thing that could happen. He's trying very hard not to shove into the angel's grip. Everything suddenly feels very close and immediate, and Azira feels obvious and vocal enthusiasm to get Crowley inside him is not helping. I wouldn't be opposed to that, either, Aziraphale informs him, completely ignoring Crowley's very serious threats in favour of humming enthusiasm and pulling him a little closer. Who are you, and what have you done with Aziraphale? Crowley hates how strangled that comes out. He shouldn't be this surprised. The angel has always liked indulging. Why should this be any different? I'm going to keep talking until you show me, Azirafield says pointedly. Crowley makes a hapless groaning noise, and moving on Azirafield's waist. Because of course he was going to be greedy. Why had he ever expected anything else? Keep touching me, and I won't have to do anything. Aziraphale seems to take that as a command, and Crowley exhales hard and drops his head into the warm curve of Aziraphale's neck, every shivery breath giving him a mouthful of Aziraphale's scent. Even as the angel miracles lubricant onto his hand and works him in slow, sweet, Oh, fuck! Crowley stops trying to hold it all and lets go. Let's his cock split the way it wants to, easing Aziraphale's fingers apart as they separate, flushing darker, narrowing at the base, widening at the tips. Aziraphale's hand stops moving, fingers caught between them both. He swings back a touch so he can look down at what he's holding, breath drawn in sharply at the side. And Crowley can't help the way he stills, because no matter what his says, no matter what Crowley knows about how giving and easy he can be, it's still not normal. It's not what he's used to, and the thought of the angel changing his mind, deciding it's not what he wants, there's a little too much demon in him. Oh, Crowley, they are beautiful, and I want them inside me in every way it's physically possible to have them. Oh. Crowley can't quite pull in a breath of his own at the honest appreciation in Aziraphale's voice. All the way, his hand starts moving again, careful and curious and adoring. Words slotch in Crowley's throat, and he knows he'll be embarrassed about at least half of them. He chokes them back with difficulty. Fuck, Siraphale. The angel can't just say things like that to him. And I'm more than a little cross that you ever doubted I would, Ziverfield adds. Angel, Crowley has lost the ability to form sentences. But Ziverfield seems to take it as permission to finish the conversation, pressing in close until his soft stomach and gentle fingers are both touching Crowley's beans. The angel kisses him again, body moving over his own, legs tangling, and it occurs to Crowley all at once that Aziraphale truly has no objection to his genitals, and is still quite intent on having sex with him. I've never had sex with them, Crowley admits in a rush against the warm enthusiasm of Aziraphale's mouth. Never put them inside anyone, I mean. Because how exactly was he going to explain that to a human? Aziraphale carefully draws his chin down until Crowley's looking at him, and he manages not to squirm away from the horrible, exquisite intimacy of it long enough to make Aziraphale smile that ridiculous, blinding smile. Would you like to? Would he like to? What a stupid question, as if he hasn't idly thought about it a thousand times, imagining what it would be like to feel no shame, to be the demon he is wrapped around an angel who might just feel the same. Yes, please. Angel, please. One. Or both? I confess, I don't know which you prefer. I'm pretty sure using both will end this very, very quickly, Crowley says breathlessly. Even the thought of squeezing them together and nudging them into any part of a Aziraphale's body has them both twitching upwards and dripping, the skin between them tightening. It's something he wasn't worried about before, but now finds himself very focused on. now shushes him, and Crowley realizes belatedly that he'd been whining. now bends down and kisses him. One, then. And it's alright if it's too much for you. It doesn't change anything. Whatever happens... I love you. Zerofield says that so easily. I desire you more than you know, and however brief or awkward our first experiments in love making may be, I will continue to want you, desperately and constantly. Crowley's throat offers a cracked, wheezing noise without his permission. He's trying to tell Aziraphale he feels the same, in his own way. But none of his vocal cords will cooperate, the air just hissing out of him, so he settles for dragging the angel in and kissing him again. He can feel Aziraphale moving to straddle one of his thighs, gentle fingers testing how far he can separate Crowley's cocks without it being uncomfortable he seems to reach a decision shifting his weight upwards with intent one hand flat on crowley's chest crowley finds himself pressed abruptly against slick warmth telling him the angel has changed his genitals to make it easier feels hips ease backward slowly Until the tip of his left hemipene, catches, and then nudges its side, stretching the angel open as it pushes up and in. Aziraphale makes a satisfied noise, and then very slowly sinks down onto it fully. Crowley loses all his breath, tries to cope with the sudden sensation of being enveloped in slippery heat on one side, are the other throbs and aches in jealousy the angel is so warm a tight slide of exquisitely pleasurable heat that leaves him hissing and frantically catching at his hips he looks down to where zirafield's lovely thigh is stretched over his own body where his flushed pink labia are spread open around the half-buried length of one of his cocks. Crowley has to tighten his hands and still all movement, a whine bouncing around in his throat. Because there's a sudden and worrying danger that he's going to end this all much too soon. Zirafiel hums pleasure, you feel very good inside me he says but it's quiet like he's afraid of tipping crowley over the edge which is a very real possibility at this moment oh fuck you feel good too angel oh, would you like me to move i'm going to come apart if either of us moves crowley warns him and watches the world curve a satisfied smile onto an angel's face. What would be so very bad? Aziraphale asks. He's no longer entirely still, hips shifting in tiny little twitches of movement, then not so tiny, until Aziraphale is very slowly taking him all in leaving the faint rasp of the angel's inner thigh moving against the peen left outside his body. It's so good, so fucking good every squeezing slide pulsing up his cock and stepping into him. Crawley can't bring himself to stay still either, hence sliding up to catch the Zivafield's waist and draw him down. Encouraging him to lift almost all the way, before sinking onto him again. It's perfect, it's too good, and he's far too close, but there's no way on earth he can stop. Zimmerville has a hand on his shoulder, his mouth open just a little, moaning out every breath his strong, soft body slowly rocking, taking his pleasure from Crowley. It's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen, and it breaks him open completely. Crawley's coming, far too soon. Unable to stop the way, he claws the closer, hissing through the waves of it as he spills in long, shivery bursts, into the angel's gently squeezing body. The moment the bliss of it fades, Crowley's cringing in embarrassment, and gripping the angel's thighs. Fuck! I'm sorry! I couldn't... I couldn't! Aziraphale shushes him. I think that's rather the point of your design, my love, he breathes the angel lifts from the softening length of him and then shifts his thighs to straddle him on the other side, the warm, flushed spread of his sex leaking Crowley's cum across the stretch of his head, which is so gloriously obscene it steals Crowley's breath away. Crowley knows what he's going to do, and his insides call tight and warm at a thought, The noise in his throat encourages, or maybe pleads. His other cock is still hard, and Osiraphae wastes no time adjusting it and tucking it inside himself. The angle will fraction easier now that the other has softened. Crowley moans a breath, but the flare of lust is less desperate, more delicious burn than a conflagration. Angel. Fuck. That's it. You're doing marvellously. Crawley can't help the huff of laughter at how ridiculously that sounds. Aziraphale's hand braces on her stomach, fingers pressed carefully against the tacky, reddened length of his other cock, which is now lying soft and sticky in red hair. Is this one going to get hot again? He asks curiously. Crowley hums pleasure at the slow rolling motion of the Zerofield's hips. Um, yeah, probably. It shouldn't get in the way though. How many times? There's something contemplative in the voice what how many times could you alternate crowley understands suddenly what aziraphale is asking what aziraphale wants from him he catches the curving sway of those plush thighs and pulls the angel in tight feeling himself pressed deep feeling aziraphale squeeze and sigh and look down at the sprawl of him in the sheets, like he's a banquet he very much wants to indulge in. And in the past, some of those could go on for days. As many times as you like, he says simply. The End